Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello. Hugh Perry. Hello. Kelsey Lavati. Hey. And Matt Wood. Hello. So, uh, yeah, I should say it's March 30th. I asked about the date and then just didn't say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you. I'm kind of spacing on the dates lately. Um, yeah, so uh, we're actually doing this live on YouTube because we're test driving us being able to see each other when we speak, which is a whole new exciting thing for us to be checking out. So we're excited about that. I can actually see everybody's face. Well, right now I can see my face because I'm the one talking. And he's, um, he's pointing at himself. I'm pointing at myself. Great. Look, look at that <laughs> handsome devil right there. Um, uh, so yeah, we're doing this live. It's for everybody today, and it'll be on the YouTube channel um, archived. But uh, going forward, it'll just be for Patreon members. But we want to give everybody a little test of our beautiful faces uh, talking about video games. So uh, <laughs> we're actually... We're going to talk about more in depth at the end of the show, but we've got some cool changes coming to the format of the show, um, and we're really excited about them. We had a nice meeting about it this past weekend, and we had a whole production meeting. We had a production meeting, which is crazy. I don't think I think we like had a production professionals meeting. and stuff. <laughs> I think we had a production meeting before we ever did the first episode ever of Talking Games. I think that was the last time we had a production meeting about with it production shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, uh, yeah, we got some changes, some format changes and stuff like that. We're trying to um, bring more personality to the show and stuff like that. And you'll notice in this episode, it's structured a little bit differently just because we're kind of trying out some stuff. So uh, we'll get into the into depth about what we're changing a little bit later. Uh, but I just wanted to let everybody know that as, as, as we go along here. Um, so uh, let's start out first. I just want to see, Matt, when I was saying, oh, it's March 30th before we started recording, you said, thank God. Is there a reason why you're excited that March is almost over? just as a teacher you're in constant countdown mode you just want to get done and march is a long month so but, you uh, just so just in general you're just waiting really it's going to be thank yeah. god until when's the last yeah, day of your school yeah. year it, it's not like ooh april but it, it's, it's it's one less you know one less right when's the last uh, day of your school year it's usually like right at the very end of uh, May or very early in June. Depends on like snow days and stuff. So I don't think we have the official uh, day yet. But uh, we haven't. We didn't have too bad of weather this year. So do you have a lot good. of snow days in Arkansas? It, it depends. We we've had a lot more in the past, but this year it seems to be kind of. Uh, past two years have been kind of skimpy, and every time it has snowed, it's been like on a holiday. So it's like. Oh, it's snowing, but it's also Christmas, oh. <laughs> which is nice for most people, I guess. But, uh, right. But for you, yeah. like, damn it, I could have off yeah. from work today. Could could you not wait? Right. Could you not wait till I actually had to be at work for yeah. this to be a thing? Um, how you doing, Kelsey? How's school going? Uh, it's it's going. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm almost over. Uh, I'm almost over. School's almost over. I'm, almost uh, over school. <laughs> <laughs> i have about since it's march 30th i have about 17 days left of school and then i have about two weeks off and then i start uh summer school intensive so it's only like a month and a half so july couldn't come any faster <laughs> All right. Well, and Hugh, it's very late for you. We, we actually, people were watching the previous YouTube video that we had started going. Justin's computer decided that, no bones about it, it had to restart. Uh, yeah, I was one of those people that was watching. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so we are over an hour later than we normally start right now. Um, and so it is very late for Hugh, but he is still here with us. Hugh, why are you gracing up with your presence so late in the evening? Um, well, I don't have work tomorrow, so uh, I thought, screw it. I'll, uh, I'll grace you with my presence. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, so let's, let's, uh, not dilly-dally anymore. Let's get into some game talk. Uh, so this is part of sort of our test driving new ideas. We're trying to not talk uh so long uh, uh, just on games we've been playing we're trying to move out of sort of that realm and and you know talk about games every week obviously but do more sort of quick hits on games that maybe we talk for longer about and starting next week we're going to actually be doing lightning round type stuff I'm, uh, I'm i'm bringing it over a familiar concept uh concept i used to use the talking comics that we haven't used that they haven't used in a while and obviously i haven't used in a while because i haven't been there I'm resurrecting it here on, on Talking Games. So uh, it's going to be a place where we can talk about games very quickly and very succinctly uh, and not spend too much time talking about games that maybe we've talked about a lot before or don't have too much to say about in, in the moment. Um, and, and then there's there going to be sections later on the show where there's opportunity to talk more uh, about a game. And we're also going to have one episode a month that's sort of just about deep diving on games in, in, in general. Um, so we're going to start with quick hits here. Uh, Justin, I know you wanted to talk quickly about Paladins. You have an update about it? I've just uh, played some with Hugh this weekend. Ah. Yeah. Actually, a rare occasion where we got to play some games together. He actually cornered me and said, you can't run away. I know you're on PlayStation. You have nothing going on right now. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a funny thing because whenever I'm like, I'm off from work, I will be on for like an hour or two. And then it's like, all right, well, I, I got to get off to go pick up drawer or something. And Murphy's Law, every time, Hugh will sign on and be like, hey, man, do you want to play some games? It's like, I, I can't. That happens every time. So Hugh just knows I'm avoiding him at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. So I had to I had to placate him and, and uh, play, okay, and play yeah. a round. We got to play a round together. Uh, okay. Um, Hugh, did you get to play any more? Um, I played for a couple of hours with Cody. Um, yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. Um, there's a few characters who I think uh, a little bit on the shonky side and a bit crazy overpowered. Um, like there's, I can't, I can't remember any of the characters' names, so you'll have to bear with me. There's that one girl who can do like that um, thing where she goes invisible, but she can still move, and she appears and she fires like darts out of her wrist. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Their um, names are not super memorable. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and only... my, my memory is terrible at the best of times anyway, so hide into nothing there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it just looks like that character can, like, more or less spam that ability. Um, so she can just, like, appear, kill you, vanish, appear next to somebody else, kill them, vanish. Um, and also because the um, aim assist in the game is so, like, crazily strong. Um, like, you watch the kill cams of when she does kill you, and a lot of the time, like, her reticle will, like, you'll be stood there, as in, you know, and there'll be, a, like, an inch gap. <laughs> like, and she'll be missing you, and you're taking damage, and it's infuriating. So it's fun, but it needs tweaks, I think, is is my short way of putting it 
They do have the best character. My second, I'll say, my second favorite character it's better between than Bomb Person or whatever. The no, person uh, was. that's oh. like Bomb Bomb King is okay. my second favorite character Sorry. between that game and Overwatch. I didn't mean to take his honorific away. It's Bomb King. <laughs> Come give your king a hug. I don't like when he talks because he sounds like that, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, he's a really cool character. He, he's cool. A, a giant bomb, and he throws a whole bunch of different bombs as his abilities. Um, and then, like, I mean, we talked about it last week, but you could build card packs. So I have like a, a card pack for just basically being able to like survive. And mm. every time I throw and detonate a bomb, I get back health. Um, he should be an Overwatch. Cool. That would be cool. Kelsey, you've been interested in jumping into Paladins. Uh, it, it is like Overwatch. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's all right. No, it's all right. I I I, I spent the money and I bought the oh, founders did. pack or whatever. I have not launched it yet. It's uh, a steep. It's a steep twelve ninety nine. Steep twelve ninety nine. And I think soon it'll just be free for everyone to. Yeah, I mean, oh, wanna. you could. Yeah. yeah, you could just. It'll be a free to play game. Yes. Um, that you'll spend like buying characters on. Right. Right. And then they'll rotate like a free set of characters around every week, like. Like Smite. He, he texted me that uh, this weekend, or, oh, and he was talking about what was that Battlegrounds? Is that was the name of the game, Hugh? That oh you yeah, saw yeah. On Steam. I've been watching a ton of that on Twitch the last few days. And it's a multiplayer shooter, correct? Am I? Yes. Okay. So he's like, "Oh, I, I hope this comes to console. I really want to play it." And I was like, "I cannot keep up with the with the multiplayer shooter turnaround. I will play the next game that everybody wants to play for six months." And then after, before, after that, I'll just wait for to see if everybody just drops off games as they go as they go. Do you know there is another multiplayer shooter that's coming? Oh yes, Destiny, the second. Yeah, I know. <laughs> In September, well, and he was mentioning this uh, via text message, but we are. Uh, we're in kind of grand, more talking comics fashion than talking games fashion. the The gameplay trailer for Destiny Two is dropping. Uh, Thursday, the day you're probably listening to this, uh, <laughs> so we're not going to be able to actually talk about what the game looks like. Though I'm going to guess it looks a lot like Destiny. Um, but they have released, I guess, what you would say uh, a tone trailer, I guess, with Cade. People Six. are super hopeful for that. That yeah. it being uh, the tone of the game. Yeah. So Nathan Fillion voiced this one of the robot. Oh, he was a robot quest giver i guess is the best way He's to put it the up. hunter vanguard isn't he yes but people who don't play destiny that means nothing to them <laughs> he's a cool robot dude he's a cool robot dude who is sarcastic as you could probably guess that nathan fillion is, is voices him um but in this trailer he's like drinking at a bar talking about you know his sort of grand missions and stuff like that and then it's revealed that he's in the middle of a battle and things are getting blown up and and, and the, the sort of hope from destiny fans i think is that it's going to take itself less seriously and also it's sort of showing that they're blowing up everything up and going to sort of st starting everything from the ground up again yeah guess what i'm playing tonight destiny yes i've seen a lot I, I definitely because every night when i get online i get, get on playstation i check the friends list see everybody's playing and there definitely has been a lot more destiny popping up again they uh that update came out uh their age of triumph where oh, yes. they yeah, have right, the, yes. the harder raids in the game now and so the first raid that they've done is the crota raid my least one of my least favorites and uh the crew is like well, you have to come play it's like oh, i'm so under leveled they're like well it's fine We'll get you up there. So, all right, I'm going to go back and play some Destiny. Why not? All the time in the world to play Destiny at this point. There's not any games coming no, out. There's no games coming out right, out right there's now. There's not like 800 hour games that need to be played before the end of the year. Um, Kelsey, just so you know, if you're a member of this podcast, Destiny is kind of like written in stone. It's, yeah. a, it's a must. Yeah, Matt, it, you're going to have to get true. on that train as it well. It is true. <laughs> 
this Yay. this podcast was built on the back of destiny. It's true, it was. Um, it'll it'll be fun. It'll, we'll, I'll we'll, probably we'll... yeah. I'll probably play it. Oh, you'll definitely play it, Kelsey. It's gonna happen. We're gonna Literally get you to destiny. Weeks of my life were spent playing that game. <laughs> but I don't want to bring you guys down. Oh no! Don't worry. You yeah, will not. I, I don't want to be extra baggage. Yeah. I, can I tell you that yes. I'm super terrible at first-person shooters? It's true. And I don't care yeah, if that's... I drag them down. So also yeah. true. <laughs> and and we played with Jackie Turner a lot. So. Oh yeah, you can't be worse than Jackie. So that's. <laughs> Maybe Love that'll be like my goal, to like okay. prove to you guys that I'm worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackie that, uh, is actually really good with all due respect <laughs> she is very good but sometimes she gets let's say distracted Let, let's yeah. just put it that well, way Jack, when, when Jackie started playing the game she didn't know how to like really move in a, like a first person shooter yeah like the first time I think it was Steve myself and her playing the alpha mm-hmm. uh, like a couple months before release and she was having a hard time walking in a straight line and Jackie, uh, the last time I checked in on her when she was like when she was playing Destiny, she was playing multiplayer by herself and coming in first place all the time. Yeah, it's like she just took to it because Destiny is like a great game for like jumping on with your friends and going in and just doing bounties in the world. So you're not even shooting at actual other people; you're just shooting at you know the computer, the computer aliens in the face. Yeah, I would say that most of my time spent with Destiny is it's, not in competitive. It's in it's all like co-op stuff. and it's like so tell me about your day how is work today yes it's a it's a chat room in which you can shoot people in the face that's basically oh. what that's basically <laughs> what it ends up being um uh well it got a little especially in the early days where it was like i gotta go get helium filaments on the moon i guess let's just chat about life for an hour so i i spent our friend nick who listened to the show i met through mm-hmm. destiny uh because he was we did a meet and greet that sounds terrible. We played with people. A community play session. There you go. That sounds better. And I ended up playing, uh, like, a couple weeks later, I sat and, and searched for helium fil- uh, filaments filaments on the moon mm-hmm. for, like, two and a half hours with Nick and yeah. talked about everything under the sun. Yep. Except for Destiny. Except for Destiny. <laughs> Except for actually what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see what that game is. Um, if, if they can take what's great about Destiny, which is the shooting, um, which is probably best console shooting that's ever been put out there um and take the leads they've taken from like taking king into something new and sand off those rough edges i I think you can have something you can have an all-time great on on your hands at that point so we'll we'll have to see what 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 they turned into and and we'll know relatively soon worst comes to worst it's more destiny and well yeah I'm down for more Destiny. Yes, even if it's as good Amen. as the last stuff, it will still play it for 100 hours. So that that's that's neither here nor there. Um speaking of multiplayer stuff though, uh Nintendo had a test fire for Splatoon 2 this weekend on the Switch, which Kelsey couldn't get in on cuz Kelsey still hasn't gotten her wah, Switch. No <laughs> blow, Bobby. Low blow. <laughs> Um, but uh, I think did all the rest of us jump in for at least a little bit? Yeah, yeah, okay. I played. Yep. Um, I played way more of that than I thought I was going to. Okay, yeah, so cool. I want to hear about that for sure. Um, Kelsey, did you play the first one on Wii U? No, I'll tell you why. Because when I first heard about it, there was this Nintendo employee that came to Toys, and she was just like sticking Splatoon stickers everywhere, and I was like, "What the hell is this game?" Like. <laughs> these colorful splashes that she's sticking on like my cash and all that so then i was like i'm gonna boycott this because she stuck them everywhere and then it wasn't a big deal 
amongst my friends for like a good month after it came out. But then people started getting really into it and they were saying how it was amazing and all this. Then it sort of like died after when I had wanted to purchase it. So I never ended up playing it. Well, I mean, the first one is a, it's a it's a great game, and and the, and the second one it's just multi like you said it's a multiplayer, very colorful. Uh, I I'll say shooter in quotes by Nintendo. Uh, there's definitely shooting, but it's mostly about um, it's basically covering the board in your color of ink. Yeah. Um, and that's really what determines the winner is what percentage of the board you manage to hit um, covered in ink. And of course, if you're able to eliminate other players, that definitely helps because they're not in your way to stop you from splatting ink all over the place, and they can't splat their own. Um, but it's mostly about territory control in a very interesting way. And this game, if you played the first one, it's very similar to that game. Um, but, uh, Matt, did you play a lot of the first one? Cause I know you had tweeted that you thought Splatoon was awesome, which <laughs> seemed like a revelation to you. So I'm wondering yeah. if this was your first time playing. Well, not exactly. I, uh, I, some stuff happened and I ended up with a copy of Splatoon, um, I just never played it that much. I tried it out a few times, but I didn't really get into it. But uh, I, for whatever reason, maybe it was that I've beaten Zelda and I just wanted more to do on the Switch. I have made sure to find time to jump in on this test fire. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I don't know. Maybe just something clicked and it was, I, I don't know. But uh, I had a lot of fun. And I don't think there's too much different than the wii u one is there no i mean the, the there's that new dual wielding uh, mm -hmm. uh class and some of the main weapons have been slightly tweaked but it is very much the same game and we don't know yet what the um single player component's gonna look like yet because right. splatoon 1 had a, a a pretty fun single player component on top of its multiplayer focus obviously that wasn't the focus of the game but it had cool boss battles some interesting mechanics mm -hmm. so i'm wondering how that's going to translate over um Hugh, you didn't even have a Wii U, so this is definitely your first time playing Splatoon, right? That's correct. So, how'd you come away with it after the test fire? Um, I had a really good time with it, to be honest. I I was expecting to enjoy it anyway, because I heard from yourself and quite a few others that the first game was, was cool. Um, so I was excited to get my hands on it. And the first thing I'll say as well is I was pleasantly surprised by how stable it was. I had no issues with a few times of matchmaking took a little bit long, but you know, when you're doing, you know, sort of beta testing for want of a better term, you're always going to get, you know, times where, I mean, there's times when you're sat waiting for like two, three minutes for a match in overwatch and that yeah. game's been out for ages. So whatever. Um, but the actual games themselves, there was no lag. It run, you know, it ran really smoothly. But yeah, gameplay wise, it was really, really like a cool little sort of like arcadey game with it. And like I say, it's got, it's got. A, I really like how much of a different sort of mindset you have to go into it because, like you say, you don't necessarily you're not there to kill people. It's about like I I played it in the way of just sort of more or less like trying to. Um, avoid people more or less and just trying to sort of fill as much space as i could with my paint yeah um yeah i think i played i played like the first test fire all the way through and then i caught like the second half of i think it might have been the last one mm. um and i think i played about eight or nine rounds and yeah i gotta say i'm i i had great fun with it so that will definitely be a day one purchase i think when it comes out cool yeah justin what about you 
I never really played the first one. Um, I, I think I, I played their their test fire thing when they ran it for the first one. I was just like, meh. I like, think I remember a text me. Oh, it was okay. That's yeah, like- it was fine. I just like it, it wasn't what I was looking for at the time. Right. Um, kind of like what, what Matt was saying was like, I have the Switch. I'm going. I'm not really into Zelda that much yet. Um, and so I was just looking for a reason to play it. Um, and I missed the first one, and but I think I hit most of the other ones and. It was that Friday night. I was sitting there and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take a break from, I think it was Mass Effect I was playing at the time. And I was like, I'll play like just a couple of matches. I want to at least see all of the different weapons. And so I played the four matches in about, I don't know, like 10 minutes mm-hmm. or 11 minutes. Yeah, the matches are super short, like two minutes two long. Minutes, two minutes yeah. long. And I played for the rest of that hour, the next morning, that afternoon, that night. Like I, I pretty much played a bunch of them. I, I must have played like close to like 40 or 50 matches. Oh, wow. Um, It feels like that anyway. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I like the paint roller oh yeah um, paint roller is good i can't use the motion controls and i know that's the way to play that game but i just can't do it yeah i didn't uh, get on with them either i got is, to go oh, ahead matt is there no, a way to turn those yes off? yes okay because yes, uh because i was like i guess it this is a very nintendo thing and uh, after that star fox game where it's like that's all you got uh then i thought well okay uh but if there's a way to turn them off then thank god then i will yeah. buy it you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The plus it was, button. Yeah, it wasn't the options. Like it, it was okay. the the way the test fire was set up was was just a little bit weird because you had to like back all the way out of like the matchmaking okay. screen to change your weapon. To change your weapon. Um, but Splatoon was like that anyway. The Splatoon yeah. one, you couldn't change weapons mid match or even in the lobbies because they would sort of put people together based on what weapons they were using. But um, you had to back all the way out, and then it was like sort of like the test fire screen, and it had plus for options like kind of in the bottom corner if you did that you could turn the motion controls off and i think in japan that is the only way to play that game is with motion controls and japanese people are savage people who are good with motion controls are savage with them but like any any time i saw anybody with like you know um a japanese name Mm -hmm. i was like oh i'm screwed (laughs) we are dead and without fail it was like we would get like 20% of the map. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's because part of the reason is they're definitely using the motion controls, but I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I love the paint roller. I loved just, just a, it's like a feel good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, even when we were like, we're getting trounced, it, it didn't like really bother me. Yeah. Um, one, like one, a decent amount of times. I was actually super impressed with two things. One, I played, I'll say half and half handheld and then docked. Mm-hmm. But when I was playing docked, I was using the the pro controller and it just affirmed my love for that thing. Cool. Uh, and when I was playing in handheld mode upstairs away from my router, uh, I experienced no lag whatsoever. It, it ran clean every time that I went in to play it. And I was really impressed with that. And the music. The music yeah, is great. Yeah. I still I, have the music in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I download the soundtrack to the first game. And you know what it's called? What? Splatoons. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I knew that. That's what it should be. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> real good. Yeah. Not even the in-game music, it's like this the like the uh the lobby music. Which you can remix <laughs> with the controller. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah, yeah. You could <laughs> if you twiggle the sticks and stuff, it'll it will remix the music as you as you're going mm-hmm. along. Um yeah, that that game, if nothing else, the Wii U game had so much style and flair. Mm-hmm. Um and, and this is obviously bringing that over. Uh and if it's just Splatoon again, um that's totally fine because not enough people got to play that game because not enough people had a Wii U. So I if this thing is selling obviously more 
and selling better as of right now. So hopefully this will mean more people will play Splatoon and enjoy it. I didn't test this, but I, I saw it on Twitter. Uh, people were creating, making their phones as hotspots and then oh. using it out. And they were like testing to see how much data their phone used. Interesting. And I, I don't think it was a lot. I think it was like 150 megs for an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. So... That's cool. For me, like, this was the thing, playing this was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to get the Nintendo online thing mm -hmm. just because if I could cool. if I could play this, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to play it every night, but hey, I have no problem jumping on this a couple of times a month and yeah. playing for, like, a half hour. And the round's so short, it's one of those great, like, yeah. hey, I've got 15 minutes. Cool, that's, like, five games. Yeah, yes, it is. And that's if there's a long wait in the lobby between sure. games. Yeah. I, I will say this to anyone listening who has never played Splatoon, if you do not paint around where your base is before you go out, you are a monster. Monster. You, yes. You I need, felt the same way. You need to paint around. It's free. It's free space to paint. No, no one's ever gonna paint over it. If you, it. Imagine if you those little cats do their thing at the end and you lose by like 0.2 percent. If you just, just painted the base. What was the closest yeah. match anybody anybody had this weekend? I had one that was pretty close. It I had was... one where my team had 46. Seven, but I think that was the closest. That's pretty close. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty close. Um, this time around, I, this this test fire, I didn't have any super close matches, but I had ones on the Wii U where it was like fifty to you know like forty nine point nine to like fifty point one like type of stuff. I think the closest I got was like one and a half. This that's weekend. really close. It was super close. Yeah, and we were on the losing end, and I was like, no, we got this. Yeah, there are two cats now though that 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 do the winning losing thing. Yeah. There used to be just one. Now there's a little cat and a big cat. But I like that big cat. Anyway. Big Cat is cool. That's Game day, is cool. It's a day one purchase for me. I'm very excited about it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope that... I, I Obviously, didn't have their online app or anything rolled out for this. I'm really hoping that by the time the game actually comes out, that you have a way to actually link up with friends and, and talk with them. Surely. Yeah. I mean, we could have used the Patreon. Yes, you, but... Uh, you, not, not Patreon, sorry. Discord. Uh, Discord. Discord, yes. You could talk, but there's no way to link up with people. Oh, that's people. true, yeah. Yeah. Like I, there was no way to be like I want to play with Matt. He's playing right now, or I play with Justin. He's playing right now. Like, yeah, you couldn't do that. No, totally. And you couldn't do that in the original Test Fire either. But it, from the Wii U. But I, I just I'm hoping that that stuff is more, especially because Mario Kart's going to be out this month, I guess. Yeah. And online is a big thing for Mario Kart. So I'm I'm wondering what that's what that's going to be like. I'm we'll so see. excited for Mario Kart. I'm excited you're going to get to play it, Hugh, because you didn't get to play the, it on the Wii U. So I know. I really have to. Really have to trade in my Wii U now. I have to stop being lazy. You do. You need to get on that Switch action. Trade in everything. See that fridge behind you? Get rid of that. <laughs> everything. We, we just, just bought this one. <laughs> you, oh, you'll still, get a lot of money for it then. Yeah. yeah. You trade yeah. Trading value should be high. <laughs> GameStop takes electronics. Yeah, it's I want to see you wheel in a fridge. <laughs> yeah, guys, what do you think? It's got a TV in the front of it. So take yeah. this, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're, like, uh, they're like $35. Yes. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll sell it for 400 It's 40 if you're a pro member. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> a quick aside. Yes. Uh, last time, when I went to GameStop last, I'm, I'm really trying to stop going there. Like, like okay. my goal is to stop visiting GameStop. Okay. But I needed, when I got the PS4 Pro, they were giving just, like, a, a great deal on trading your PS4. And so I was like, whatever, I'll just go do this. So they were like, do you want to become a pro member? It's not going to cost you anything. And I was like, <laughs> fine. Okay. You got to be a pro member. Of course. Uh, so, I mean, I, I was for a long time. And, uh, like, eventually I was like, oh, check out those reward things. And he'd be like, you have $200 in rewards. I was like, oh, cool. There's 200 free bucks. That's a good surprise. I would go there all the time. 
So I got this email the other day saying like, you have $5. You have to use it in a month, like within a month, like from like 3-1 to 3-31. So I'm like, I didn't even ask for this. So I went into the store looking for that dumb. <laughs> I didn't even ask for this free $5. <laughs> no, but like, well, I, I know what it's from. But I, it, was like, it, it was one of those coupons that you were like, would, I would normally redeem, but right. I didn't redeem it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I like to save up the points. So I go in there and I'm like, I'm looking for like one of the amiibos. They didn't have it. And so I was like, damn it. All right, well, let me try and spend $5 on something. So I'm looking around the store, looking around the store. I was like, oh, I'll just pre-order Mario Kart. Oh, we can't use it for pre-orders. It's like, okay. So I was about to leave and I was like, don't be stupid. Just go get a $10 PSN card Mm -hmm. and then, you know, get a free five bucks out of it. So I go up to the front, like you can't use it on cards either. I'm like, what can you use it on? They're like physical stuff yeah like, i don't want your physical stuff they're like well we sell souvenirs it's like i'm leaving yeah yeah you showed I, uh, them i showed them yeah. and then i went to another game stop and, <laughs> and look for that damn amiibo so i'm a pro member mostly because of their retro stuff they have pretty it, usually it's it i hate to do it but it's like the best deal you know on some mm-hmm. some of the stuff and uh they're like when you redeem those points and you get like your gift card or whatever it's only in store you can't even use it online, and I'm like, I don't want to. Fine, I'll buy this. I got uh, Mass Effect Andromeda for pretty much no for for free. What did you trade in. in for that? Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Hugh. Battlefield One. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> I haven't played it since I think Extra Life, so it was a pretty good bet. They're doing to trade in. so they're doing something. They just announced this today. It's smart. They're on the way to figuring out what everybody else is doing. So I bought their Battlefield 1 premium thing because mm-hmm. I'm dumb. Yeah. And I haven't played it. Of course. As I always do with Battlefield. <laughs> I will eventually. But what n- normally they would in, in past Battlefield is like, well, you don't have premium, so you don't get to play on the new maps. Mm-hmm. But now if you were to join in with me and Kelsey and Matt were as well, he already has premium, mm-hmm. so he doesn't count. Uh I could take you into the new maps with me. Okay, cool. You won't earn huh. experience, but if you decide that I want to go ahead and get these maps and buy the premium thing, it'll like retroactively give you that experience oh, okay. back. But at least you could like if somebody had like so if I my friends didn't have it and they were playing with me, which none of them do, I could take them in with me anyway. Oh, cool. So I mean, it's a good idea. They still need to do what everybody else is doing. Yes. They're like them in Call of Duty are the last holdouts. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um I know that uh I want to get to this topic that Kelsey wanted to talk about. Yes, because uh, I know she has to leave relatively soon uh, since we started so late. Um, but Kelsey, why don't you take the the lead here? You had proposed a topic last week. We have just to get to it because we were too busy talking about Mass Effect. So um, I wanted to get to it this week. Yeah, I just wanted to know, like, um, if anyone had opinions on because now that we're starting to use YouTube, like, we're getting into this. Uh, YouTube and their licenses and the culture that they have surrounding the videos and their AdSense. And it was like, not a scandal, but like sort of something that YouTube did that the community didn't really appreciate, which was um, keywords are going to make your video restricted. So that's for kids under the age of like eight. 18 I assume and it's so that uh, YouTube becomes more family friendly um, but a lot of people started noticing that like it's not just taking out like 
things that you would think are bad in quotation marks for children but like also and for informative videos that just happen to have the word like sex even if it's not referring to like you know coitus right (laughs) but like your you know your gender and all that and it was targeting a lot of uh lgbtq plus members of the community because a lot of the time that's what they're talking about they're informing and it's informing for everyone it's little you know kids who might be wondering what's up they'll want to look at something like that and they can't find it because they're underage right i just i just thought it was a bit um ridiculous like a lot of people did Mm -hmm. and then if you look on it on another side it's like things that you think should be restricted like um racist comments or stuff like that that should be restricted i get like you can't even place restriction on something i find but like for pewdiepie or the the gamer grumps guy i should have looked at john tron oh yeah john tron yeah that's it oh yeah and this is like not the first time they do it but it's not and then they'll like apologize every time and they still get a lot of money from their views because they have over a million subscribers and the ads make a lot of money for the amount of people that watch it. Yeah. So I just wanted to know like what everyone thought about it. Yeah. It's been, it's on my mind actually because it all came to the forefront, right? Because of this John Tron stuff, people get at this, people began to ask the question, if I have kids and they're watching these YouTubers for video games, how do I sort of, how, how can I be on top of the fact that when these guys don't talk about video games and they talk about maybe the stuff I don't want my kid to hear, how do I control that situation? Um, because a lot of people will watch streamers because they play games that they want to watch them play, not knowing that they're also going to do videos where they talk about more like explicitly political beliefs or even exactly. just... Or even just like like let's say let's take PewDiePie's channel for example, um, and PewDiePie was a whole other huge dust up a, f- a few months ago. At this point, mm-hmm. you know he at this point he doesn't do even do many game videos anymore. Most of his videos are quote unquote comedy videos. Um, what what do you think of PewDiePie or not? That's you, for your for yourself to decide. But no, his he began his career playing games, and now he doesn't really play games that much anymore. Only very seldomly when certain things come out. Um, and a lot of these guys to fill out their channels because they don't because the nature of YouTube is you have to constantly be creating because that's how you get people to come to your channel. You can't just stream a game or record one or two game things a, a week every day. You have to have something new, and you can't always be playing games. So they do other stuff. How do you control that for your kids when you when you watch them watch this guy play you know Minecraft or something else? And you're like, okay, this is fine. Like this is funny and this is fine. This is you know benign. And then, then popping up on their feed next is something where they talk about like really, you know, fringe immigration beliefs or, or, or whatever. How do you control that? And so YouTube was kind of like, hey, we have this family friendly filter that you can use to hope it gets stuff out of there. One, one thing, it doesn't really get that stuff out of there because it, like Kelsey said, goes off keywords in their titles. And if they don't say like, hey, I'm talking about immigration in, the, in their keywords, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna filter it out. It but it did filter out. It sorry. won't be restricted anyways if they don't use that tag. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. And, and anybody who used 
an LGBT tag, anybody used the word gay in any of their video titles or descriptions, it was getting restricted immediately. Um, and, and so, like I said, a big conversation started about what, why, like, and what, what is it part of a sort of overall thought that, like, still that we have this thought that, like, speaking about sexuality, even if they're not speaking about sexuality, but the, the topic of of sexuality and, and the, or even the, the fact that a gay person exists is not something children should be exposed to. Um, and there is a whole spectrum of people who have opinions that I'm not, and I'm not saying that like anybody who thinks particularly that way is a bigot or whatever, but it's just, it brought up some interesting conversations about it. Uh, for me, I think that we, this is like the wild west, right? Like television is a highly, is, is a highly sort of, censored and monitored format because you could only have a certain amount of content and it has to go out uh, on certain channels in certain ways and people can monitor those channels very easily even if there's 600 channels you at least know like okay these 600 channels we can monitor and figure out what's going on and where and we have standards that, that can happen youtube there's something like a thousand minutes of content happening every minute is being uploaded to youtube so how the hell do you police it you know, and how the hell do you figure out what's going on? And I think we just don't know yet. I don't think there's any right way to do it yet because I think, like you said, Kelsey, any any sort of auto-restricting, you, you run into these situations where you're restricting things that maybe shouldn't be restricted. But if you're a parent looking to sort of monitor what your kids are watching, is it better to have too much protection rather than not enough protection? It's I think it's a there's so many facets to to what it's going on do i personally think that excluding lgbt people from uh, children being able to see them is right i no, i do not think that i think that that's a, a old way of thinking but I, I think that there should be a way for people and parents to be able to filter out things based on a set of criteria that they can control not just a filter that says like restricted not restricted you know i think that's a little bit too digital you know a little to zero to in one in that situation yeah, yeah. and i think, I think it, yeah. we also have to like look at um a couple of months ago they were also um like refusing ad pay to specific videos that had controversial content on mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and so the other argument is like we should wonder if are they actually doing this for parents and to have like restriction or are they doing it for advertisers and and making money oh well google is definitely doing it for making money and advertisers so that, that is absolutely why they're doing it um they're a private company or or a public company that is in the business of making money that that's what they're in the business of doing and youtube provides you know we kind of and they talked about this on the waypoint podcast this week actually a little bit but we we think of youtube as like this almost like public service that exists for us to upload our content to, but it's not, it's owned by a major corporation that when push comes to shove, if it's going to be, we're going to lose money or you get to keep your video up, uh, they're not going to lose money. Your video is going down for sure. Um, but th there has been stuff like the guardian in the UK, the newspaper, just like they realize that their ads have been stuck on these really hateful videos. I'm not even talking about the John Tron thing or the PewDiePie thing. I'm talking about like really vile, like, horrible things and they were like hey you know we we are de facto funding these people saying these things we don't support this thing and so youtube kind of had to like 
pivot very quickly. And this is just like this week because all and then mm-hmm. the Guardian brought it up and then all of these other big companies like big companies, you know, were like, yeah, wh- why is like a Johnson and Johnson ad on this like racially slurred filled video that that's up? And it's because YouTube is automatically just putting ads on things that you have an automatic ad system. So that's going to change too. So the whole model is going to have to change, but it's, it's a really, it, it's, it's a crazy just platform and world to, to, to be living in at, at the moment. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's gotten away with it for a very long time, but the more money that becomes invested in something, the less you get away with things anymore. Because once a company goes like, Oh shit, we could lose a lot of money all of a sudden that freedom that was there starts to get, get gets to get, you know, put away. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's, yeah. it's kind of indicative of um, like, you know, streaming services, vid- like open video services and social media in the main, like you look at um, like the amount of stuff that gets removed from facebook like there'll be like a picture of a mother breastfeeding and one person complains about it and it's like nope that's gone and then there'll be like um recently there was an incident in the uk of um a group that um pedophiles were using um to upload like photos and stuff and it was this group existed for months and months and months and facebook just sat on their hand you know like well where where's the consistency and what are your what are your priorities in terms of like making sure that these services that you're offering and a you know being a platform for really abhorrent stuff and b being lenient and open-minded enough to see that Again, like you know, as in you know, using the same example again, something like a picture of a mother breastfeeding, or you know, someone bathing their child, or something like that, is a perfectly natural thing that people would might want to share with their friends or their family and stuff like that. And you know, with YouTube and um, also with like Twitch, like I I've recently sort of got into watching um, a handful of um, Twitch users. And a number of them are female, um, and like they're all, you know, they they all seem like decent people, um, but they swear like troopers, um, and you know they're playing video games that you know might be violent. Like it, obviously, you know, it doesn't it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. But there's no, you know, a kid could log log on to Twitch. Well, he doesn't even log need to log into Twitch to watch. Mm-hmm to watch stuff and they're they're just you know cursing until the sun goes down and playing violent video games and so on and so forth um and then you've just got the the stream of shit that comes through in the chat as well like watching some of the female streamers like how they don't like end up just pulling the plug and deciding not to do it is beyond me because some of the stuff they they get sent their way is absolutely disgusting um yeah i don't know how kelsey and i think you're here so how women survive on the internet i don't i don't know because the the uh, the abhorrent amount of shit that gets streamed down every moment for just nothing it, it it drives me insane and like 
you know, I saw some of it in, in the Talking Comics days because I would get emails about whichever female co-host we had on on, on the show um, that said really, really horrible things for basically that person saying the same exact thing we were all saying. So it was, I, I don't know, I don't, I have all the respect in the world for anyone who can deal with that much horribleness and still keep going. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just I, think uh, that... Well, no, Kelsey, like, go ahead. No, well, hold on a second. You, Kelsey, go, go on, ahead. Kelsey. Yeah. Sorry. It's just like, just in regards to the, the girls on um, on twitching and stuff, I think it also comes, they monitor, not not themselves, but they monitor their own Twitch chat. Like they have people who monitor... Yeah, they have mods. The chat and they have to they have to catch that. Like uh, I was moderating for one of my friends and it was just like weird comments and you just see them pop up and you're like, <gasps> you have to like exit right away because... Like if there's a hundred people watching, like a hundred people just saw that and it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. You know, with the sort of you know, these days representation in all media is important and an a deservedly like prevalent issue so i think youtube automatically restricting any content that is labeled as you know lgbt or gay or whatever um that to me just like that smacks of just marginalization and there's there's got to be you can't just have an iron fist with these things there's got to be an element of tact about it so and I, i understand it can't be it can't be easy to find like a happy medium with these things but I think just having that blanket ban on stuff with those tags is not the way to go. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. I th- I think they seriously need to like go back and look at themselves, and that's it's not just YouTube; it's all sorts of social media and streaming platforms. I think. Yeah, well, Twitter is a nightmare factory, so let's let's be clear about that. Um, they're like, oh, hey, you can now now your pictures don't take up any characters. That's what everybody wanted, right? You're like, how about you know you can ban people who threaten to kill other people? How about we do that first before you know you get rid of the media restrictions on character limits? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Matt. I know that you had when we put this in the Google Doc, you had responded in the Google Doc. I don't know if you wanted to ring in. I just find it uh, fascinating. It, it, it's it's. When they restrict things like uh, tags of like anything related to LGBTQ or any anything uh, when it comes to like sexuality, that discussion that's that's it limits like the positive discussion, which you know the gaming community is frequently criticized about having a narrow mind on, and it it's it's tough. I, I get it. Like you, it's hard to monitor you know what stuff is okay and what stuff is not. But you know when the track record is. You know, violent and anything violent is whatever, you know, but in language is whatever. But anything sexual is terrible. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems strange. And, you know, gaming, gaming historically has had a very uh, long road when it comes to being open minded when it comes to sexual themes, um, especially when it comes to addressing, uh, you know, different sexualities and things like that. Um, you know, you look at like the history of like any character. Uh, that's not heterosexual in a game like you know m- most of the time especially if they're they're male they're a villain you know or they uh, they're a deviant or something like that and it's just it, it's fascinating because anytime uh, it seems that uh, people are allowed to have a educated 
our progressive conversation about it, it seems like, well, here comes a, uh, here comes a, a stumbling block to put in front of it. Mm-hmm. it it's, it, it's tough. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hard to find that balance. Yeah. And, and, and I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation Absolutely. and topic uh, and it will far outlast us doing this podcast. I, I think, um, you know, it, we, we live in, interesting times right now to say to say the least so i think that there's going to be a lot of fights happening in a lot of places for a long time and um you know part of this new part of this new format that we're doing with the show right is to bring not just social issues obviously but things that are important to us to the show and so this is why important for i think kelsey brought this to the table and it's important for us to talk about um and obviously, we all have opinions about it, so I think it makes for for good podcasting. Um, Justin, I'm sorry. I think, did you want to ring in about it? I'm sorry. I totally. It's okay. We, we, I, got I can't. Off. I can't say anything more than everybody else has already okay. said. All right. Um, in the future, just interrupt me. You're good at that, so you can you can, you can do that anytime <laughs> you want. Um, but part of the deal was to bring sort of these topics, the, the topics that we wouldn't normally think about in our sort of. Okay, we're doing another show. What games are we going to talk about? You know, or maybe there was a trailer that came out this breaks us out of just talking about that stuff. And I think it's important. So you can look for more stuff like this that we're passionate about coming down the line. Um, Kelsey, do you want to say anything to close out the conversation? Uh, no, not really. I think we like pretty much got the gist of it. I just, I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Because I think it's important and I think um, more people can benefit from learning about things that you might not know like if you're not involved in perhaps an online community or you don't have twitter or you you know you're not on the internet you might not have even known that this was happening and that there's restrictions on specific things and then it opens up discussions about sexualizing uh lgbtq people in in total like their heteronormative relationships are okay and we can basically well, watch tv and they're in bed and it's fine but other things aren't mm-hmm. and i just think it's like important to talk about these things and like open your eyes to like things you you deem as normal and the reasons behind why they're normal and why you don't see other things right no absolutely and i, and I think that's one of the biggest things to remember when we talk about anything that has to do with these sort of issues which are obviously big complicated issues that um that are very prevalent in our society that I know some people hear them on a show where we're talking about video games and they don't want to hear them, right? Because they're like, I just want to hear about video games. I don't want to hear about politics. That's not what I'm here for. But this stuff exists in our lives always. And and my, my goal has always been for every podcast we do here and every, and the website and everything to just try to show the different aspects of people's lives to more people because i think a lot of what happens is that like kelsey said you get used to thinking of one thing as normal and that doesn't make that and because you think of that thing as normal that doesn't make you a, a bigot or backwards or anything like that it just it, it's good to open up your your perspective and your thoughts to how other people live and to feel empathy for someone who isn't you and i think in, in the world we live in now that's going to be more important than ever i think right now is to not just think about the you, but think about everyone and think about, okay, this doesn't affect me, but how does it affect someone else? 
and try to put your, your yourself in someone else's shoes. Um, and you know, it's this, we talk about this stuff a lot, but I always think it's funny because like, we always end up with like mostly white dudes. <laughs> and it's like, we are the last people Hate in the those world people. Who, have, who have ever really had to deal with, you know, everyone has to deal with problems in their life. And I think that's the other thing too. People think like, oh, they're saying I never deal with problems in my life. My life hasn't been easy. That's not what it's about. Everyone has problems in their life. And everyone has to deal with shit. But the problems that we deal with are not the same problems that other people who are not white dudes have to deal with. There are people who would just love to just have the problems that like the regular problem. We think of as regular problems in our lives and not to deal with like all the other stuff that comes with not being a white dude. So my hope is that we talk about this stuff and that at least brings perspectives other than that. But um, we'll, we're going to talk about this stuff more. So get ready for that. <laughs> but uh, we can move off of this for now. Kelsey, I know you said you had to go around 830. I, um, do, you, do you need to bail? Kelsey, did you mute your microphone? You muted your mic. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, time, this time we can tell. This time we can see the, the, the look on your face when you yeah. realize we can't hear you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. All right, Kelsey. Um, tell the people where they can reach you on Twitter. Uh, it's Kelsamus, K-E-L-S-S-A-M-U-S. All right, awesome. Kelsey, thank you so much, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, Kelsey. Okay, bye. See you, Kelsey. Bye, Kelsey. Bye. Oh, see so her figure out how to get off here. <laughs> All right, Kelsey's gone. Okay, um, cool. So we talked a lot about Mass Effect last week, but now I've played about twelve hours of it. Um, Hugh, you've started it. I know you said you played a very little bit of it. And yeah, you're sort I'm of about four hours in, I think. It's sort of your. I'm going to jump around to games all over the place. Yeah, mindset you've my... been in lately. <laughs> I basically showed myself to be a hypocrite because last week on the podcast I was like, yeah, I'll leave it for a bit. And then Thursday I bought it and I was like, yeah, it's on my console now. So I'll just, you know, when when I'm finished playing what I'm playing, I'll get to it. And then Friday I started playing it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me in a nutshell. It, it, it's sort of similar. I mean, I had planned to wait on it too, but just too many people were talking about Mass Effect and I needed to know. I, it's funny because if I think if people have been like it's amazing I would be like okay cool I'm gonna wait and I'll play it and I'll just enjoy it but because it was such a divisive conversation I was like I need to know I need to know right now what the hell is going on with Mass Effect Andromeda so I bought it on Saturday I, I think and I put a good amount of hours into it Saturday and Sunday um, probably three or four hours each day and then a couple hours leading up till today um, and you know, you talked about your first impressions last week, Justin. You know, I, I went into it with very low expectations because of everything we had talked about, everything I'd heard everyone talk about, every review I had read, everything. And when I started playing it, I was like, okay, I can see the, why the expectations are low. And I, I'm probably feeling this way because my expectations are low, but I'm enjoying it. Like, I don't really, the characters aren't really doing it for me, but I kind of like the setup for the world and the plot and the idea behind it. Um, and it's got, you know, and it's got the Mass Effect stuff. It's got conversation wheels and like a ship you can walk around and talk to a bunch of people and space, space and romances you can pursue and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm feeling this Mass Effect aspect of it. And I would say probably the first five, six hours um, are pretty, a pretty directed experience. It's like you do your prologue, the big thing happens in the prologue, and then you go to your first, uh, you're in that first kind of world. Um, 
uh, you go to that first planet after you, and you're kind of being directed. It's like, go here, here, here. And there's little side quests you can do, but they're not very long. And it's kind of always pushing you towards going to EOS and, and figuring out what's going on there. And so I did EOS and I finished EOS and I was like, okay, like I'm still not loving the characters, but I'm liking the mass effect of this all. I'm like being in this world again. And so I, after six hours, I was like pretty positive about it. I was like, this isn't going to be any list. Like for me, like I'm not gonna be like this is one of the, my favorite games of the year, but I think I'm gonna at least enjoy my time with this game. And then right about, and there were caveats. Don't get me wrong. Through that first six hours, there were things like, eh, like eh, meh, meh. but I was enjoying it enough to not worry about them. And then probably around seven or eight hours, when the game opened up a little bit more, I started to, I guess, see the seams in my enjoyment of the experience. Once I had to drive for any long amount of time, once I saw just the sheer amount of side quests that were just like flying up in my face constantly, um, once I started pursuing some of those side quests and realizing, oh, there's really no reason to do any of these side quests. Like they're pretty much boring, like fetch quests for the most part. Yeah. I, I, I started to have... a. A bad time and i had one play session that was about two hours long that i just i really didn't have much fun at all you know i was like the characters were grading on me i didn't want to go through the conversations i was just kind of done with it and then last night i played another two or three hour session and had like a good time for most of the time but probably had about an hour where i was like just like i just need to get through what i'm doing and it's it's a game i haven't played a game like this in a very long time where i'm so disappointed but also feel the need to keep playing it because i just have to know if there's something in it that makes it like the games that i loved so much in the last generation um justin you're what now 18 yeah hours in <clears throat> about 18 hours how are you feeling about it at this point i i bounce back and forth uh if people could see our text message conversations <laughs> yes. i will one night be like i had fun tonight mm -hmm. and the next night I complained about how many side quests there are. Um, yeah. I think you made a good point in our conversation earlier. You're like, for every good thing, there's a caveat. Yeah. Um, I think the, like I said to you earlier, like it's kind of just there. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible. It's kind of just, it exists. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't feel like a strong emotion either way towards it. And there are times when I'm playing where, like, last night I was running around the Nexus, which is, like, the latter-day uh, Citadel, and mm -hmm. I was doing side quests there, and I was like, oh, there's Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I got that feeling, because the side quests are all, like, located in this one space, and you're running back and forth doing it, but, like, none of the characters are, like, super interesting. Um, there's, like, I, I, I think one of the newer characters you meet, uh, one of the new alien races, he might be... He, he's probably the best character in the whole game so far to me yeah. uh, that I've run across uh, as of um, as of yet the technical issues um, I know that you've experienced I've had your some fair, bad ones and I'll you, talk about them yeah you've experienced your fair <laughs> I've share had some pretty funny ones uh, I haven't really run into many I don't know if it's because I'm running on a pro mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think that's the cause because I've heard of other people running on uh, pros that are having like massive issues but yeah. like so far the the craziest thing actually happened to me last night. I was having a conversation with uh, Petra, mm -hmm. um, the new Turian. Yeah. Uh, and Vetra. Vetra. Yeah. Vetra. And when it was her turn to talk, there was nobody there. It was just a blank. <laughs> it was a blank space. That's amazing. Um, oh, that's amazing. And like for me, like that's just to me, that's just jank. Like yes, every yeah. game's gonna have stuff like that. 
So like that, I mean, that stuff's not bothering me. The derpy faces. Yeah. Like I've kind of got either gotten used to them or they've gotten better as the game has gone along. You're getting used to them. I, but like, again, it's like, it's like game. I played a hundred hours of Skyrim and those have all it. horrible faces. Yeah. It's all yeah. horrible faces. So I like, I, it's not, that's not a game breaker for me. You know, I could get over that if the stuff around that yeah. was better. The game continues to be stunning uh visual wise when you're outside running around of faces, outside yes. of the faces <laughs> yes. like when you are running around the environments there's some really cool stuff like you are you're on the ice planet yeah. right now and um the the thing about the game that I don't like is how samey it all feels yeah. um in previous Mass Effect games you'd have quests on planets but you wouldn't have the same quest on every planet and yeah. so far every planet I've been able to drive on I have to find these monoliths, clear out three monoliths, go into the vault and mm. unlock the vault to fix something on the planet. And that's kind of driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. I brought up the ice planet. When you do that on the ice planet, the something changes when you get back outside and it's like it's really stunning to look at visually. Um it's just there. Yeah. It's like it's it's not great, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it when I'm playing it, but I stop really thinking about it when I'm when I'm not playing it and I kind of just want it to be over because this game just came out at the wrong time. Yeah. It's, it was a bad time to release an okay game at best. Yes. It, it's not the good, it's not a good time for a mediocre game. There's just too much great stuff that's already come out. And that, that is staring us right in the face. Persona five. That is like, it is just like, it is just like, Hey, here's a hundred hours of your life that you're probably going to enjoy spending, but have fun spending like, yeah, 40 hours on something you might maybe you'll enjoy 10 of. <laughs> I mean, there are things about Mass Effect that I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. Like I I like the the reverting back to the math, uh to Mass Effect 1's formula. Like I like the RPG elements. Yeah, I like, me I too. like the power sets. I like I'm I'm stupid, so I like scanning stuff and then getting like I like what they're doing. Like you scan certain items and those items will go into a bank. Yeah. Like and then that bank is used to now use um for research and it's like oh cool i scanned enough of this um ket tech Mm -hmm. that now i could actually build one of their assault rifles and now you could upgrade that assault rifle x amount of times Mm -hmm. like i like all that stuff yeah Um, justin and his numbers going up i know (laughs) uh i like i i I haven't even messed with multiplayer yet so like i was avoiding the whole strike team thing but i didn't realize it was like metal gears yes yeah you send out a crew to go do missions for you it's like okay well i waited 18 hours to do that i should have been doing this the whole time (laughs) like there are things about it like i'm enjoying yeah there's like slight little hints to the first trilogy Mm -hmm. if you like if you comb around the edges yeah and you explore there's a couple times where where they where they also mention like races they'll be like oh the geth like, oh, you mean those killer robots that revolt against their masters? Yeah. And, like, I mean, a little exposition there for you if you haven't played Mass Effect, the first Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, also, the I mean, they, they got into the Genophage. Yes. Uh, but there is a way to hear Liara's voice in the game. That's cool. I did and that. Yeah, that was neat. That's a like a cool thing. I was like, oh, Liara, I, I miss you. I, w- yeah. I wish you were here instead of Phoebe. Yeah. Phoebe. Phoebe. Whatever. Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. For me... Like, I don't know the characters' names. I don't know all the characters' names yet. Like, I know most of them, right. but I don't know all of them. And at this point, during any of the original Mass Effect games, I was like, there's my boy Jacob. Right. I, I For me, it's like this thing where I, I have... I don't, I, I don't care a lick about any of the human characters. Like, Liam and Korra, right? Those are the names. Like, Korra's story is kind of cool. Like, she was she she served in the Asari military. Which I didn't know humans could do. When we didn't know. So that's kind of neat. But I think it's because, like, okay, because they look like humans, I, they have to actually be, like, interesting characters that I want to know about. 
with the alien races, they're like mental stand-ins for the characters I love. So when I see PB, I think, you know, I'm like, okay, this is like the Liara stand-in. And like, um, there's nobody as good as Morton Solis in this game. There's not even close to a Morton Solis in this game. Um, no Garrus. Like, it's just one of those things where none of these characters... Drax. Not Drax. Rex. Rex are, are hitting me the way that any of those characters did. E- even even back when I was playing the first Mass Effect for the first time. You know? And, and the writing is, at times, good. It's never really great. Um, and sometimes it's flat out bad. Like, I think that Jahl, who is that new alien character that you, that you meet, um, has good dialogue and has good voice acting. But the moment where you meet that race for the first time is like one of the most stilted, weirdly like composed story beats I've ever seen in a AAA video game. It's just, it has so much of that, like I'll say a line and there's like a weird long gap between somebody else speaks. It, it just d- never, it didn't feel important or interesting to me no. like at, at all. And here's something else that's just like, it's a very small thing and people may think it's silly, but like, Writers like, hi, I'm from the Milky Way galaxy. Nobody in, in Andromeda should know what that is. Right. And like, <laughs> I I can't get around the fact that everyone's speaking English. Yeah, that's weird. See, but like in the original trilogy, all these races were from the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. So we're at the point where humans have been on the Citadel for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. The English language, um, you know, maybe they have a transit, like a universal translator where yeah. the English language is now understood by everybody. But you're meeting the Angorians. Mm-hmm. And the cat, and mm. like you shouldn't be able to understand them. And their explanation for it is like in the game they, they try, but it's just not good. It's just not good enough. Yeah, like it, it, like that type of like world like breaking. It just like it doesn't make sense. And and it's so it's so antithetical to and antithetical to the world of Mass Effect because in that original trilogy they were so they did such an painstaking job of creating that world. And creating stuff you would never even see in the games themselves. You know, they, they they had histories for all the races. They had, you know, they had first contact stories between all the races, all this kind of stuff. And they were, they were amazing, grand, interesting stories. And like the Genophage story, which, which if people don't know Mass Effect, is a story about um, this thing that happens in the world where this species... Um, the Krogan are like these warlike species who are basically going to overrun the galaxy um, and, and basically leave it in ash because that's what they're just a war warring species is what they do. Um, they're kind of like like the Huns in, in the history of like the world, right? And in order to stop them, this other race creates a disease that renders them sterile so they cannot have ch- children anymore. Like 1% of kids live. Yeah. And and it's something that exists when you enter this world of Mass Effect, but you have to deal with the fallout from it and the relationships between the species and, and how they interact with each other. And it's really complicated and there's no easy answer. And there's nothing that even comes close to that here. It's it, it's all sort of um, fly-by-night, like, seat-of-your-pants type of action, which can be fine, but they don't even do that particularly well. And, like, the the Ryder character is this sort of, like... I don't get her or his motivations at all. They're, they're, she seems, no matter if you pick like the serious response or the flippant response, I'm playing as the female writer. So she always seems like, yeah, whatever. Get, who gives a shit if all these people die? Like that's kind of how she always feels. And and it never works out. And, and, and so 
I find myself like just looking for things to like about the game. And I find things, I think the combat is good. It's only the best, probably the best combat that game has ever had. The movement is good, but I often find because of that, that in the missions are basically like wave based enemy survival hordes. Like whenever you get into like a, a you go on a mission, it's like, okay, here's your room. Here's a bunch of enemies that run at you. And there are, there are sometimes where the enemies will constantly respond. If you don't like do your little Omni tool and like, you know like initiate the console i haven't noticed that um i did a mission uh on the ice world where it was like a side mission but it was like a pretty big side mission is where you had to go like take out this base or whatever and i, I didn't i was i was trying to find this console because i like because it had been i had to i went to the console it was protected by a shield so i had to shut down three other consoles to get back to that console the rule of three so by the time i finished the third console i was far away and i was heading back and i killed a bunch of enemies but then every like minute that i wasn't at that console a new wave of enemies would just appear out of like monster closets. And like, it's just not, it's just not interesting design. You know, it's, it just, it feels much like the facial animations that just by the numbers. And like, they put like a random generator on one boop. And then it was just like, okay, like here comes the encounters. And that's, what's really bothering me. Like you said, there's not a lot of diversity in what you're doing in the game. And so I, I can't believe spending 40, 50, 60 hours in this game. It's like, it's unconscionable to me at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think if you're if you're gonna make, I, th- I think it's kind of like the number one sin if you're making an RPG, and it's you know RPGs by design are sizable games. Is you've got you've got to have some variation in in what you're doing, and like obviously I'm not that far into the game, so I haven't f- seen it for myself yet, but I've s- heard what you're saying from so many people um you you can't expect people to play like you say a 40 50 hour game and just keep repeating the same stuff that's like and it's not as if it's new stuff it's not particularly original in any way shape or form and like i said do having committing that sin in an rpg game these days is just unforgivable and for for a game of that magnitude to to do it is just you, you just kind of wonder what was going on like why did they you know who sat there and so yeah this will be fine we'll just you know it'll be repetitive and a bit dull but whatever just put it out type thing so yeah it's a bit odd and like i think i said to you bobby i was like um this kind of feels like it's gonna be in terms of expectation and how it actually turned out um, this year's like Final Fantasy 15, but and then you said, and quite but, rightfully so, <laughs> minus the cool ideas. <laughs> yeah, minus the cool ideas. It's actually like the opposite for me because like for Final Fantasy 15, I was like, I'm gonna play this, but I'm not expecting it to be amazing or anything. And then I loved Final Fantasy 15 with with you know equivocations, obviously, like Chapter 13, uh, but. But overall, that game was going for so much and doing such cool stuff that I was swayed by the personality of the game. This game has so little personality, it's offensive to someone who loves Mass Effect. So it's like Final Fantasy XV, Chapter Thirteen, the game. Yes, the whole game. Yeah, I don't think it's that <laughs> it's bad. It's not that bad. It's not <laughs> that bad. And the thing is, it's not a horrible game like Justin said. It's not. There's a lot of stuff to not like about the game. There is stuff I'm enjoying about the game, but... <laughs> It's tough. It, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's because a frustrating game. It's coming from Mass Effect's 
one of the best series of last generation. Yeah. This it's just a letdown. That's what it is. It's yeah. a letdown. Like I'm gonna see my I'm gonna see it to the end. It's probably gonna take me forty hours mm-hmm. to get there. And I, I'm not gonna do every side quest. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do half the side quests. I wanna complete the main story. I wanna see where it goes. Yeah. I wanna level I wanna play around with the powers and probably around like I, I'm estimating like yeah, probably around like forty hours for me and then I'll 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 be done with it. Right. Um, I, I will say one thing yeah, about the game. Yeah. Uh they know what the people want. The people want to have sex. Oh, they do. And <laughs> oh, they do. Your character, like, it, j- just coming from Shepard, your character, in the first like three people I talked to, she was like, "Sex." Yeah, basically, that's <laughs> like, the line. Basically, like <laughs> question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because they've done this thing where in Mass Effect, the original trilogy, you kind of knew which lines would sort of get you there. Like you, you, you were trying to pick the right responses. In this game, it's straight up like. Here's the sex lines. Like, pick these lines if you want to have sex with this person. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, at the for the when the, the first time that opens up, I basically walked around the ship, just sex lines, to, like every single <laughs> every, person. On everybody. The ship. <laughs> right now, there's like three people that want to sleep with me. Yeah, yeah. The Andromeda I'm, Galaxy's fuck bully. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on a, on a, a good slate of, of people that I'm going after. Um, mostly PB and the uh, pilot. The pilot. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, Sur- Scott Surrey. Yes. Suvi, yes, yes. Yeah. Can't I can't turn down a Scott. <laughs> um, and there, and one of the one of the few one of the few really like personable moments in the game so far has been when I was flirting with that girl. You know, Ryder like really awkwardly flirts with her, and she goes like, "Oh, your your accent's really nice." I mean, it's not just the accent, and like the facial animations were horrible, but it was at least like a moment of personality. Yeah, right. Like female cool. Ryder is a doof. Yes, like tells bad jokes mm-hmm. like in, and in some ways like it's kind of endearing but like during that exact part like yeah. she's like you know the girl gives her confirmation back like i kind of like you and she's like oh really yep, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's like excited about it yeah like all right you're a giant idiot but at least that's some sort of personality you're injecting in here exactly and it's very opposite of, which is good of shepherd but shepherd was very like yes sex <laughs> <laughs> is there like can we have is there an option for like can we have an open relationship so you can like <laughs> You know, in all good conscience, carry on like doing the do around the galaxy. There will be a moment where one of them goes like, oh, "Okay, me or nobody else," and then you have to decide whether you want to do that or not. But right now, I'm just flirting with everybody, making it happen. <laughs> making it happen. Well, everyone who will let me. And some of them are like, "Nah, I don't go that way." And I'm like, "Hedging right, your fine. bets." Freaking Lexi. No, no Natalie Dormer. No Natalie Dormer. <laughs> Bum me out. <laughs> um, so Matt, are you gonna play Mass Effect? <laughs> um, no. No. I'm Sex sorry. effect. Yeah, it's. It, it 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 sounds a little conflicting, and I I uh, it might be amazing seeing as I have no history with the with the game, but I feel bad for Kelsey. Yeah, it won't be amazing either way, Matt. It, yeah, it, it, there are just yeah. things like video game things about it that are wrong. I I have hate played games plenty of times. <laughs> it's like I just I have to know, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, if this was any other series, I probably would not have even no, bought I'm, it. But I understand. I need to know, Matt. What's the next game you're actually like thinking about jumping into? Like, okay, so like real game, like <laughs> like, not, new not game. Real game, like new game, like new game, game. <laughs> new game, new uh, game. I I I would like to eventually get Horizon. Once the summer starts, that's like mm. that's 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 Maddie's time. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would like to do like Horizon. That seems like a lot of fun. Uh, I want to go and play Last Guardian. Okay. Um, I might, I might hate play that, but I loved uh, Shadow of the Colossus and uh, Eco enough to give that game my 
15 to 20 hours or however long it takes mm. i assume 15 to 20 hours that seems like yeah, a safe it's not time. a overly long game yeah, yeah. i think at 15 hours 15 hours at the max i think for, yeah for that game yeah um uh, splatoon 2 uh, two? there um, you go yeah that's a good one but, to be excited uh, for but yeah i i can't think of anything like uh coming over the horizon where i'm like oh man i'm, I'm foaming at the mouth for that there are games where you know it, it'll be surprised like last year had you asked me are you gonna play doom mm. no and so oh good. my god oh my you might god like, you might like prey then because prey's yeah. supposedly really good yeah well I'm, I'm thinking about you know if we have a kid doom wood is not the worst name in the world <laughs> doom <laughs> yeah doom wood um didn't you did you play tokyo mirage sessions last year uh, that was not me Oh, that was Mara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember when she, we were, we went to a, a Best Buy in a town nearby to try out the PSVR and uh, it, they had like one of the come and try this out things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went and uh, Mara came back after hating PSVR. She was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, she came back with Tokyo Mirage sessions and I was like, uh, no, you know what? Okay. Um, but, and then she started playing and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I, I get it, but I'm good. I just, I, so what, not... so what you're saying is that we should send Mara a copy of persona five. I, so yeah, I've heard people sing the praises of persona, but I don't know. I, I it's know. got a 95, I think on Metacritic. It's supposed right to be absolutely stunning. And if God. she liked Tokyo Mirage sessions, it's basically, that's basically persona mixed with Look, fire emblem she so. will definitely play it if you find a way to make nine days in a week um, <laughs> yeah that's true and... <laughs> i guess you're right you're right about that um yeah. i just like i i've never played a persona before but the review embargo lifted today God. and i have a friend who is very much into japan and jrpgs and like that mm-hmm. culture and he's never played a per- i don't understand how but he's never played a persona game yeah. so i went on the the gaff forum today and they have a review thread and so i just grabbed the first one i saw it was from Eurogamer. Uh, real talk. If you've played, uh, if you've played Persona, if you've enjoyed JRPGs, if you have a passing interest in Japanese media, there's absolutely no reason to read this frankly ponderous review. Persona Five is everything you've wanted: style and substance distilled into an experience that is worth waging cultural wars for. Oh, good <laughs> lord! And that's pretty much the consensus from all reviews right yeah. now. Is like. Like this, this is the strangest year. Can, like, can we get to the question? <laughs> There's a question that we need to answer right now. Well, let let, let Matt at least mention Castlevania. Okay, three. <laughs> oh my God, guys! I uh, <laughs> I I decided I'm going to play this game at 11 o'clock last night. Uh, I have a CRT upstairs. I have a top loader NES. Which, if you're familiar with the top loader NES, the only way you can hook that up is through a coaxial. And as you can imagine. It looks like hot dog shit. It just does not look good. It, it, it's very staticky. And, but the top loader is like the NES to get because it just works. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you never have to like, you know, screw around with it or anything. And I know of console modding. Um, and it's I do have a soldering iron now. It's a dark road. Yeah. I uh, I have something to show you guys. Oh, boy. I'm already like taking apart my NES, and I am. Um, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't so tiny that like I could give up on it. But after going through steps, 
I can I can do it. I'm I'm guys. I have a problem. So how are you going <laughs> to mod it? What are you going to do to it, Matt? I, I'm going to hook up uh, RCA uh, AV uh, jacks into it to where I can play either uh, you know just uh, not component but composite uh, video, and it'll, it'll it'll also have stereo sound instead of mono sound. So nice. that way, I, I don't have to just like hook it up straight through the coaxial. Because uh, when you when like audio and video is going through one, you know, cord, yeah, right. everything gets a little. It doesn't look great, and I, I, I have a problem. I've also I've also talked to Mara about the Mara gave me this idea, which I think is a way to get rid of me. Because um, every time I go to that arcade that I mentioned last week. I end up talking to the guy that owns it because he's just fascinating. He's like a little bit older than I am. And I don't, he's just like, like the cool kid on the street. They like, where'd you get this? Like, how'd you get all these arcade games? And he's like, Oh, I just found them. Um, he's that kind of kid. Uh, but I think I'm going to ask him uh, during the summer if it, I, I think I'm going to get a summer job and I'm going <laughs> to see if I can work here. And if he says, uh, no, nah, man, I can't like pay you or anything. I will fold and say I volunteer. <laughs> I, I just you're supposed learn. to get the job at at the arcade when you're like 15. Yeah, I, as a, I, that's the summer job when you're 15. <laughs> oh, I got the I got working at the arcade. You are a settled married man. <laughs> Enjoy your summer <laughs> off. I want to learn so bad. Like I want to I want to learn how to like fix machines and guys. Like I I've been I've been looking at like JAMA boards and uh, and stuff and I. I'm falling apart. <laughs> Have you? I know you're a, also a giant bomb listener, Matt. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about getting one of those analog NT mini things? I'm just about to ask no. him that. No. Which is, which is uh, like a five hundred dollar like Nintendo I, I, thing. I don't see the purpose. Like I think people. So it's cool. It is awesome. Like hook up the HDMI. That's awesome. And no and, lag and, or whatever. Yeah, that's that's incredibly great. I have a CRT. Like I'm not one of these guys that has to get a FrameMeister and uh, has to like have SCART, uh, you know, and like buy weird hookups from like Europe and just like have to figure out all this crazy stuff just to make it happen. And uh, I, I have a CRT, you know, and that cost me the price of hey, will you come pick this up? <laughs> and uh, and I did. And uh, you know, I, I am I'm. I have I have a small HD TV up there. I have a, you know, a nice size. It will be there until the house falls apart. CRT up there too, and I'm I'm content. Uh, but like I said, now like I, I say this now, but now I'm also modifying a top loader NES. Right. So, so let's let's take you off your high horse, Matt, where you're like, oh, I don't need yeah. to buy SCART cables. You are opening <laughs> up your your NES so you can make you can change the video and audio output. Inside yeah, I know, of it. I know, but like, but like, those things are cool, and like, it is, it is an easy solution. So you don't have to do all that stuff. You can just hook it up to your HDTV, and it looks mm-hmm. great. Um, the criticism that I've seen on it is, uh, apparently, if anything bumps the cartridge, uh, mm-hmm. it just like you have to like make sure that your cartridges are immaculate uh, before they go in there. I have seen some cool stuff where, like, you could hook up, like, uh, converters for, like, Master System and Coleco in, in, uh, in television games. That's pretty cool. Uh, and also, you can dump your ROMs, but I'm just not that yeah. guy. That mm. I, I Not I, yet, anyway. Not yet, but God, give me a I feel it's coming. Yeah. yeah. I feel it coming. 
Yeah. But I, dude, I played a straight, like, hour and a half to two hours of Castlevania 3 last night. And my God, like, those, that music. It's good. That's amazing it's got great music oh let me ask you quickly matt what's your favorite castlevania game not counting symphony of the night i'm gonna say because no it's not symphony of the night oh, okay. I, I, I like symphony of the night a whole lot but uh i think castlevania 4 is uh, hmm. super castlevania is that what, super castlevania castlevania yeah 4? it's just great uh i should say that i like that more because well i've i've played that forever right mm-hmm. like I, I had easy access to it but uh, we, we, we've talked about, you have a Raspberry Pi, Retro Pi. Yeah. Uh, I have, you know, a, a, a Turbo Graphic CD emulator on there. Uh, or I guess it would be a PC Engine CD since it wasn't released in America, uh, this game. Uh, but uh, Rondo of Blood is, it's an incredible game. Like, it's insanely fun. And it, it's, it's got a lot of, like, the mechanics that Symphony of Night does, but not as complicated as, like, it, it doesn't get too much into the Metroid-y part. Right, of, yes. You know, Metroidvania, which yeah. Symphony of Night totally is. Yeah. yeah uh, Symphony of uh, Night is amazing, though. Right. I wa- I watched uh, Vinny Caravella on Shine Bomb play through all the Castlevania games up to yeah. Symphony of the Night, and Rondo Blood was the one that I enjoyed watching the most. Yeah. It, it's got it, killer it's, music. The music in that game is fucking awesome. It's got some weird stuff in it, too. It's yeah. got some, uh, like... Like the Castlevania games, like when they came over uh, to America, you know, like if, if there's a statue in the background that it's like, oh no, she's got to be wearing a robe. Like she, she we can't have sorta kind of boobs on this <laughs> NES game. Um, sorta kind of boobs. Sorta kind of boobs. Yeah, yeah like uh, I'm naming uh, the episode that <laughs> Castlevania Three uh, starts off though, and it's real weird for an NES game with like uh, Trevor Belmont praying in front of a giant crucifix and. I'm like, really, Nintendo? Like, you're so <laughs> anti-everything religion and sex and stuff like that, but I guess this is cool for you. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I would say Rondo of Blood is great. I think uh, Castlevania 3... Oh, sorry, no, Castlevania. Uh, Symphony of the Night has the greatest voice acting of all time. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what is a man? <laughs> Matt, well, you, you, got, you, you have to record some videos of you playing old games for people. I, I think, I think, I think... I think that's going to happen pretty soon. All right, cool. Um, I will definitely I, watch them. Yeah, I, I, I have a, I have a friend. He, he was on an episode of Legendary Runs, um, and it turned out like I like the guy fine, but apparently people say this guy needs to be on every episode, which I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, <laughs> Back off, but, uh, person. But, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you were thinking uh, like uh, no, no. Yeah, people loved your episode. I promise. Oh, okay, um, whatever. I wasn't even talking about that. <laughs> Oh, but now no. I'm thinking about it, Matt. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but no, he uh, he is the best kind of guy to like play an older game with because not only is he like like he'll play, uh, but he's also like, just great conversation. And I think I think I have considered doing it, uh, but I don't want it to be just me because I've listened to myself as I play video games by myself. It's uh, <laughs> it's usually just me humming the music and every once in a while saying you know fuck you to a turtle or a statue <laughs> um with court, sort of kind of boobs well i with sort of kind of boobs well i look forward to that Justin and i yeah. will start our own video series pretty soon yes i'm making justin play through horror games which he is super happy about i am i am really looking forward to this <laughs> after y'all get done with resident evil which you know i, I hope it didn't spoil no that's all right 
Okay. We we want to promote the stuff. It's like, okay. Okay. All right. We're gonna play Resident Evil Seven. Be, That's the first one we're gonna do. I don't know if it's gonna be like unveiled, but no. yeah, y'all should do the scariest game of all time, which is Castlevania. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're not scary. <laughs> There's weird stuff, but it's not scary. Yeah, Bobby and I are coming up with a list of games to play through on a stream. Yeah. So we're gonna be actually doing that, and we'll be starting with Resident Evil Seven, which is good because you need to play it anyway for the I, year. Yeah, in I didn't general. play it for the year. Yeah. So yeah. it's good. Um, so get, get to some listener questions here before we peace out really quick. Yeah. Um, you want to read, uh, the, the one that you wanted to talk about, the one you had a good answer for? Yes. Uh, hang on. I just got to pull up the doc really quick. Do you want to see it right here? I got it. I got okay. it. Um, this comes from Cody. Mm-hmm. If 2016 was the year of the shooter, what do you think 2017 will be the year of? 2017 Not enough time. is the year <laughs> of the 90 plus game. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just so far this year, at bumping 89 into 90s, mm-hmm. we have Zelda, Persona, Horizon, Neo, and Nier. Yeah, and Resident Evil. And oh, Resident Evil's up there as yeah. well. Like, like it's it's like I'm, I don't remember another year like this. Not st- I started out this way. No. Yeah. Three months God, into no. the year. Yeah, it's crazy. What? Like, unless the second half of the year just tanks, mm-hmm. which. I don't know because supposedly we're getting you know we're getting Destiny two and Red Dead Redemption yeah so and Star Wars uh, Battlefront yeah. two Red yes Red Dead I'm there hell yeah so like I'm... I I I'm, it's the year of the like the hundred like goodbye hundred hours for this game <laughs> like because you know Zelda like let's not say hundred maybe it's like every game so far is averaging like you could average like forty hours yeah in. Horizon mm-hmm. near. Um, probably not Resident no, Evil, not Resident but Evil. Neo, yeah, yeah. Uh, Persona is, IGN played it for 220 hours. Yeah. Like oh, The average God. time to beat it is probably around like 100 hours. Yeah. That's what it seems yeah, like from all the reviews. Yeah. It's just like, it, it's... The word from Japan was like, yeah, 80 hours for like a quick playthrough. Yeah. So it's it's the year of the 90s. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't think, I was thinking like, is it the year of the open world? But yeah, like, sure. But it's just like, I don't remember a, a string like this with, such phenomenal games coming out. Yeah. I mean, like, two two years ago, I feel like, was the year of open world. I felt like two years ago, like, the, the year that Metal Gear 5 came out, it was, like, Metal Gear 5, The Witcher. It was, like, every other day, there was, like, a 45 to 90-hour-long, like, open world game. Last year was the year of the shooter. I think this is the year of Japan. That's what it is to me. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's, like... Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. That's, a, that's better than what I said. Resident Evil, near. Neo, Neo, Persona, Zelda, Zelda, and we're 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 only like I said four months into the year, but you already have all of these amazing games, um, most of which are wonderfully could only be made in Japan. Um, new Fire Emblem, New Fire Emblem, yeah. So we're, we're coming out this year. We, there's a lot of stuff, but the theme so far this year, it's been the year of Japan to me. It's been this year where you know franchises that have uh, new franchises, franchises that have, were were lost franchises that were on their way into decline have have bumped back up and have become you know these powerhouses um it's been an amazing year for that i think so that's what the year is at least so far to me that's what it is i I completely agree it feels like it kind of feels you know early mid early to mid 90s kind of where it's just openly acceptance uh of japanese games uh like not even questioning it like as far as like Resident Evil is concerned and things like that, like we have like Western games are great, but it's nice to see 
you know, Cap, like Capcom put out, you know, Resident Evil 7. It's so nice that Capcom had a hit because mm-hmm. it's been a while. It's and, been a minute. You know, it's, it's a cool company. And like they're putting out that Marvel and the Capcom game later this year. And that, that has potential. I, I hope. Yeah. Uh, like Infinite. It, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot less like mutants and, uh, <laughs> you know things like that. I feel like Wolverine is going to have to sit this one out, sadly, which <laughs> seems strange because the X Men and Street Fighter—that's how it started. I know, um, but but yeah, yeah, it, it is it is awesome because you know I I know I like stuck my nose up at uh, at uh, uh, oh what was the game Persona Mar- Tokyo Mirage oh Tokyo Sessions. Mirage and, yeah, Tokyo like, Mirage it, Sessions, yeah. yeah and and. I, I don't. I definitely don't want to make. Sh- like I, I don't want to sound like I, I'm. I'm like like Japanese culture is awesome. And I love when Japanese culture just seems like I don't get it, but I'm along for the ride. You know, like I love <laughs> like like there's moments in like uh, you know Phantom Pain that it's just like I don't know, but this is awesome. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. I you made an excellent point. Year of Japan. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I you think with Nintendo you? being back in a big way, that yeah, that is a big yeah, deal too. Nice. Like for, uh, I think they were circling the pan. Um, I think there's no doubts about that. And the Switch was, I think they were at make or break point. And I think so far, it's looking like Nintendo are finally like stuck the landing. And it's it's good to have a Nintendo console again and be excited about Nintendo stuff. Well, let's see what happens after this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mario's this out this year, too. Yeah, Mar- that's right. Mario is out in the fall, yeah. so that's another huge game that we got coming down the pipe. And you, and you can even take that just a little bit into the end of last year with, with Final Fantasy XV, which, again, is a thing where mm-hmm. a franchise that had been written off by a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. and a game that wasn't even originally a numbered sequel and then came out and did, I think, much better than people were expecting in, in general. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, mm-hmm. Let's hit one more question before we get out of here. This is from Sam Suvak. And she asks, I had a friend over last night and realized my only local two-player PS4 games are Disc Jam, Star Wars Battlefront, and Jackbox. Any suggestion for fun two-player games that are easy to drop into, not long campaign-focused games? Towerfall. Towerfall, for sure. Um, Next month on PS Plus, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh, that's right. That is co-op. Yeah, um, Rocket League is a game you can play two player on the same console, which is a, a ton of fun. Uh, Lego, any Lego game. Yeah, yeah. Lego Marvel Avengers is a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would say you know when I was I visited my friend Brad a couple of weeks ago and we played a lot of was like Broforce game. Broforce, yeah. Broforce yeah. is fun. It's fun. Like I, I, we just had a really good time. Like trying to and, and, and the levels are small. You know, so you you, you can you can play it for a very short am- amount of time. Uh, that was really good fun for for sure. There's uh, there's a lot of great indie games that are that are uh, you know multi, uh, local multiplayer that are a ton of fun. Uh, you know, like Broforce was one of those, right? It yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Alienation, and, mm-hmm. um, pretty pretty much any like top down shooter, uh, like yeah, you know, twin nation. stick shooter. Yeah. Uh, there there are so many of those out, and if a lot of just... them are pretty cheap. But you can get pretty if, you mm-hmm. know for, for uh, not a lot of money. Yeah, if you just browse the PS4, uh, the PSN store under like digital only. You will see like a ton of indie games that you'll be able to tell like right then and there, like you know, local co-op, how many players. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are oh. some really good ones. What was the uh, the chef game? Oh, Overcooked. 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 Yes, it's Overcooked. Great. Is awesome. It's a lot of fun. 
Overcooked is a great one. Good call, mm-hmm. Matt. That is definitely yeah. that is a full on recommendation. And um, uh, Jackbox. Well, she said Jackbox. She has that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the one that she has. Which is that game is foolproof. Anytime mm-hmm. play that game, you'll yeah. have a great time. Um, and to go to go off of your your criteria for a second, and the game people don't really think about as a really great co op game. But it's also, and it's a long game, but it's a fun game to play just in and out, even if you don't have, a, even if you play it a lot. But Diablo 3 is an awesome game to play co-op yes. with somebody in the same room. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. It's like playing Gauntlet. <laughs> it's like what, yeah. what it's like. It's like modern Gauntlet. Um, so that's definitely a big recommendation. But those little games, like we all said, uh, I think Overcooked is, I think, the winner for me. Like if that's the game, mm-hmm. if you have a couple people over or one person over and you just play that, it is so much fun and it's so easy to yeah. learn and pick up and it's so hectic and so fun um absolutely that is it, it demands interaction with the person that you're with where some games just don't yeah you know you know it's yeah absolutely. Uh, little big planet 3 is still free on plus right now that's a co-op game oh yeah that's true oh yeah mm. that game's fun for sure good one good one um yeah. d- that duck game isn't out on the ps4 is it like literally the duck game yeah, it's called duck it's, game yeah 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 Not it's coming on the swim. switch it's coming to the switch i know it's that, coming yeah. into ps4 still it is still okay wait that game is a lot of fun that game is stupid yeah. amount of fun um but that doesn't help because it's not the ps4 but gang beasts yeah. one day one day gang beasts one day out. one day it'll be out it'll be fun um all right i think that's gonna do it for our show this week so uh, we mentioned throughout oh. the show sort of what we oh matt what's up no no never mind this i i i remembered a game but yeah it's not never mind okay all right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So uh, we mentioned at the show how how the format is changing, but next week we're going to start it sort of just going forward. We're going to start out with a quick hit lightning round type of situation, um, and we're all, and then we're going to do segments for each one of whoever's on the show. Um, so everyone's going to bring either a game they really want to talk about, a topic, a news story, or maybe even a listener question that they want to focus on for for their segment. And then in between each of those segments, we're going to do listener questions to make sure that we are breaking everything up and that, um, you know, your questions get right because we love getting them. We want to talk about them, you know, every week. Um, We got a couple this week that we didn't talk about that are going to just be pushing the next show. And we have set slots for them now. So there's no no way we're we're going to miss them um, again. And uh, the, the real reason we're doing this is because the format of the show that we had for so long was built around a group of people that started the show together. And the group we have now, it, it doesn't really fit the group anymore. Uh, I, and Justin brought that up to me, and I think it was a really good point. You know, Matt has a lot of great things to bring to the the table, but it's not just talking about games that, that are currently out that he's playing, you know? And so we want to move away from that. Same thing with Kelsey. Like, Kelsey doesn't have a chance to play a ton of stuff every week, but she has really good opinions and stuff to talk about. You know, Hugh, Justin, and myself play games constantly, probably spend too much of our lives playing the games that, that we play, but we'll still have the chance to talk about them. If we really want to talk about something one week, we'll make it that our segment and, and, and get really in, in, in depth on it. Um, but it's to make, bring more personalities to the show and also bring more conversational style to the yeah. show. A big, big part of it as well. That'll be three weeks out of the month. And then the, the last week of the month will be, like I said, a big deep dive on the games we've been playing. So, that's where you'll get big talk about something like Mass Effect, like really in-depth talk about it. We'll even do like a spoiler section on that show. We always talk about, oh, maybe we'll do a spoiler cast. On that show, we'll do like, hey, after the credits on this, we're doing a spoiler section on this, and we're going to do that. And that'll be a time to get really deep into mechanics and stuff like that. Um, 
the other part of this is that we're going to be recording weekly again because uh, it's just better for the show and better for um, the flow of the show and planning the show. We're going weekly. That means that Justin will be on regularly two episodes out of the month. Um, more if he has the time, but if not, two episodes out of the month for sure. Um, I'll be on the long show. I'll be on the long show and one of obviously the, the other formatted shows. Um, yep. Before anyone thinks that I made this decision, uh, to, <laughs> it was definitely Justin's idea. This is my idea. Like, you know, I've been on this show since the start and I just felt like it was time for a change in format. And so I brought the idea to Bobby and we talked about it. We, we talked with everybody about it. It's best for the show to go back to being weekly. Um, that was when the show had its most success. That was when the show was at its most fun. Mm-hmm. And just for me, myself, with two little kids, it's it's hard to do this weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be on every other week. Um, and when I can, I'll, I'll pop on. Bobby and I are going to be doing the Resident Evil playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll get to still hear me on the site every week. Yeah, I think we're gonna put we're gonna put that out screaming. on the weeks that Justin's not on the show. So. It sort of fills out that gap a little bit. And I think we're going to call it Jump Scares is going to be the name of that series that we're going to do. Yes. Um, that was Justin's idea. It was a good name. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So, yeah, so things are changing, but I think it's going to be good. And I think it's going to be fun and, and fresh and uh, bring new life to the show and the format. And it allows for us to talk about more things and more diverse things instead of just talking about the big game that came out that week. Yeah. Uh, which also gives me... More time to play things. Yeah, exactly. And saves me a, a little bit of money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> totally, totally, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for the show this week. If you want to get in touch with us, please, at Talking underscore Games. You can send questions to us there or feedback. Games at TalkingComicBooks.com uh, is the best place to send a longer form message or if something you don't want you know, everyone to see on Twitter or something like that. Please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. It means the world to us, and it's the best way to get the show publicized. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Bobby Shortle. Justin. Jerok, J-O-R-O-A-K. Hugh. At H underscore Paz. And Matt. Johnny Matt Wood. Uh, at Johnny Matt Wood. Yes, obviously. If it, yeah. Don't just type in Johnny Matt Wood because that will not don't get the message. Into anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might Keep find se- something. Yeah. <laughs> Keep sending us questions. Please. Yes, please. We love, we, mm-hmm. and it's a big, big part of our show is going forward. It's, it's, it's written in our outline of the show, so we need questions to fill out those slots. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Yes, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. There was something else I was, I was going to say, and then I, it totally it left my brain completely. Oh, if you guys want to play games with us and stuff, uh, all of our handles and stuff are on uh, the posts every week for the show. So um, if you want well, all our PlayStation names, our Xbox names, that stuff is there. Actually, I don't think Matt's is, but I don't think Matt has online. So I do oh okay well you have to send yeah. that to us and I, I have we'll put... I, I, I i so okay i don't think we're friends either no none of us are friends with you on playstation no uh-huh. we're not I'll, I'll think about it um <laughs> no um i i've had playstation plus for forever um and i i didn't it, it expired uh last month and I, I didn't i didn't renew not yet just it's you know stuff and i bought castlevania um but no, um, I found out how much of a bummer that is because it's not just like discounts and like, oh, you get your free game a month. You lost all your games. I forgot. And <laughs> I, what is the Atlas like Brawler Dragon's Crown? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Okay, so I'm upstairs, PS3, and I'm like, 
let's play this creepy uh, brawler game with the uh, with the naked ladies. And uh, so I, I go to play it. It's like, no, man, you can't do that. And uh, I, you'll get it I back own... when you resubscribe. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, not just because of that game, but because of there's a lot other... of games they would lose. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost a lot. Yeah. And one, you know, it's. That's Haven't we happens. all, Matt? Haven't we all? Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's going to do it for Talking Games for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you for listening. Until next time, be good to one another. <laughs>